Hello and welcome to the 162nd Photography Podcast. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about family photography. And family photography is completely different to other photography. Family photography is one of my three photographies. I do street photography, fashion photography and family photography and they're all completely different. Street photography, I want to be as light as possible. I want to capture things in the moment. I want to capture interesting things, shapes. I want to be out and about, but I don't want to be noticed. Fashion photography, I, I will probably have a lot of kit with me. I have a bigger DSLR. I will have a, a light stand, a reflector, a flash, all these things. If I'm lucky, someone will be assisting me. And in those two, street photography and fashion photography, it's the composition, it's the quality I care about. I'll throw shots out if things aren't in focus in fashion photography. Fashion photography has to be perfect. Street photography, it's all about the shot. It doesn't have to be perfect. It has to capture something. It can be blurred. It doesn't matter. Sometimes it's better blurred. But family photography is about getting the moment and you're not too bothered if it's not a great composition, if people aren't smiling, you know, no, you're not that bothered because you're capturing essentially the memory. So most family photography for most people is going to be on mobiles and smartphones. Now, they're the worst type of cameras for family photography. You've always got them on you, yes. However, your children move faster than your phone can capture them. So as good as smartphones are, your children move too fast Generally, you do quite a lot of family photography indoors, so you don't have the best light. So a smartphone, I think, is never good for family photography, although it's by far what people use the most for family photography. Like I said, your kids don't stay still for long, so a faster shutter speed, higher ISO or flash is certainly going to be useful. But family photography needs to be practical. I remember talking some time ago about DSLR dad. I went to this event my child was in and there, there was a DSLR dad. He had a big Canon DSLR strapped around his neck. He had a 70 to 200. He had a, a Canon expensive speed light on the top to give some extra light. Not that he really needed it with, with that setup, but he did. And he had a big backpack on. And I just had a compact camera with me. And my wife was with me, and, and she takes a lot of photos on her phone. And probably in terms of quality, DSLR dad had the best quality. And then me, and then my wife, when, when, when we got home, we looked at the images, a lot of hers were blurred, a lot of hers were noisy and a bit garish because it was indoors. And mine were good. I had adequate zoom because I had a compact. It was, I think, Sony RX100. So the images are very good. I had a high megapixel count. I didn't have the shallow depth of field that DSLR dad would have had. But I still got the image and we still put them up on the wall and we're happy. I can't speak for DSLR dad if he put his up, what he did with his, because I never spoke to him then, I never spoke to him since. But my wife's stayed on her phone and that's a shame. You capture these memories and they stay on your phone. Well, what I do is I like to print. So I have an Instax printer and most of my smaller cameras can connect to my phone and my most modern DSLR can. So I connect to my phone and I print out in stacks and I stick them on the fridge and then I've got all these wonderful memories it's a expensive way to print but that's what I like to do we went to another thing concert singing show with my children again and they were in it and I really hated to see a lot of parents just stood there or they held their phone up and they just put it on video and they recorded the whole thing they recorded 30 to 40 minute video of of this event and not only 
Did I feel that was selfish because it prevented people behind them from seeing their children? Ultimately, what are you going to do with 30 to 40 minutes of of video? Is the parent going to sit through it and cut it down to be a good video that just, you know, has all the moments in? Are they going to sit through every Christmas and watch this 40 minute video of a play with terrible sound because they've captured on their smartphone? They're never going to watch it and they're never going to use it. Okay, some might edit it down and put it on a Blu-ray or DVD or store it somewhere and occasionally use it but most likely it's never going to get used but it will also never be deleted because it's a precious memory so again with that concert I think I took a camcorder no I was the only one there with a camcorder but guess what I know hands down I would have got the best footage the time before I think I took my RX100 again and I got good pictures that I was happy with but with my camcorder I think I've got a 40 times zoom that doesn't lose any resolution got a shotgun microphone set up don't have a a plug-in microphone but it's got a built-in microphone and all I have to do is open the screen and press a button and I can zoom in and and do it and again I'm not going to hold it there for the whole 40 minutes or hour that we're sat there I'm just going to get some some short bits particularly the bit where my child is speaking or doing their singing or doing their dancing and I'm happy with that and then when we get home I can plug it into the tv and I can show my child what they did and what it looked like and because I haven't recorded the whole thing they didn't have to sit through 40 minutes of the whole play again they didn't have to relive it they could just see what they did because I had short clips and that's the way to go really now going back to family photography and it is really about capturing the moment it's capturing Christmases and things like that so when we had our last Christmas I got a really wide angle lens for my Canon DSLR in fact I hired it over the Christmas holidays I think I got a 16 to 35 f 2.8 and it was perfect for capturing things at Christmas it was wide enough to capture to you know sit on the floor and take snaps of the kids opening their presents it was fast enough to get good results and it was certainly sharp enough so I got some very good images and again I'm really pleased with those images I said I'd print Instax pictures and I do but I also put images into photo books and yearly we've been printing photo books and we've been getting some wonderful images so I really hate just having electronic photos I think if you have a good photo you should print it and make it last but going back again to family photography with it being about capturing the moment I think we need to reassess and I've certainly reassessed and I've been recently using 360 cameras because I don't have to worry about framing we're outdoors I can reframe later and all I have to do is press a button in auto mode and I've captured everything I don't have to wait for people to line up or wait for them to be looking or you know try and capture that special moment I can just press a button and I know I've captured it and I'll have to edit it later and get the best angle and review it but I know I've captured it in a similar way I'm guessing drone footage and drone photography is going to be quite good for families but again it's going to be difficult the perfect selfie of of you and your family has to be from a drone but again one it's a post shot two it's going to take time to set up and three by time you've set your drone up your children are either run away are crying are fighting or just not interested is that really what you want to capture whereas with a 360 camera you're in the moment you're doing something everything's good you turn it on you hold it up you press the button you've got that and then you reframe it later 
data and print it. Now with 360 cameras, you're not going to want to see everything in 360. You have a tolerance for so many tiny planets and inverted planets. There's only so much of that you want to do. Not everything is going to be tiny planets because you'll get bored of it and the novelty will wear off. However, it is good for reframing, particularly if you have a 4K or higher 360 camera. You can do your video recording and you can reframe things and you can get some wonderful angles that you couldn't get and you can capture everyone at the same time. So I guess what I'm asking is, is 360 photography the future of family photography or will it always be dominated by a smartphone? I don't know, but I'm happy to try the 360 route. What do you think? Would you just use a smartphone? Would you go for a DSLR? Would you try something fancy like a 360 camera? Or is it just too much hassle? But do let me know. Thank you. Goodbye.